Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of our Big Brother podcast. This is Megan. And this is Jason. And we are here today to talk about everything that went down tonight. So, let's start at the very, very tippy top where the nomination ceremony like basically ends. And we see Kevin going up to the HOH room to talk to Enzo about why he put him up. Mm -hmm. But to me... Like, Kevin, you should know a little better, you know? I mean, of course, I think he knows he's not the target for mm-hmm. the week, but... um, Just too emotional. Yeah, he's just emotional. So, of course, Enzo just reassures him, you know, hey, it's not personal. I had to put two people up. I'm in a tough spot, blah, blah, blah. Giving him the whole HOH spiel about, you know, how he's got to do something and then Kevin says that he is not a pawn. He's a queen. Mm-hmm. And he is just so colorful. I love Kev. <laughs> I know he's not the greatest big brother player ever, but he mm-hmm. is a fun one. <laughs> so then we see Nicole and Christmas talking. And Nicole points out that Enzo took the safe route, which we can all talk about and nobody's really surprised mm-hmm. um and i don't know i just of course it's hard because as a viewer you want to see good tv right you want to see he said you know because he said oh i'm the hoh i'm gonna shake things up this that mm-hmm. and the other blah 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 and then you're gonna put up caser like that's the most like people pleasing thing you could have done yeah you know so that wasn't super exciting even though i understand why he did it you know i think i think that's the thing about we would love to see him just go for these bigger more threatening targets Mm -hmm. and to be honest it would probably be better if they did it would obviously make for a more interesting season but they kind of seem like they're going to keep all the strong players towards the end and then hash it out yeah towards the end And again, I understand, you know, it's just like there's all these like um, alliances and then kind of like almost these overlapping alliances where these people are in multiple alliances that can't expose other alliances. And of course, Mm. we can get more and more into that later. Um, But of course, you know, then we see Kaser talking to Enzo in his HOH room Telling him, oh, you know, I want to work with you. I think it would be, you know, cool if we work together. And obviously, Kaser, I'm sorry, but it's too little too late. Mm. And he was basically like kind of forcing Enzo to like light his face because he really wasn't taking no for an answer. Yeah. And (laughs) Enzo was so funny because he's like, the only relationship we're going to have is a long distance one. And that's with him walking out the door. (laughs) I love Enzo. I love all the colorful characters that just yeah. He's so funny, <laughs> but then of course, then we see Bailey and David talking in one of the rooms, and obviously David has a lot of regret about everything yeah. that happened because he just kind of confides in Bailey and he says, you know, oh man, like I see the tides are turning and. You know, all the trust I had, you know, Mm -hmm. with Tyler and Cody is basically like gone out the door at this point. 
Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. She wasn't really very, like, reassuring to him or comforting to him, but... She's not really... Yeah. Warm and fuzzy to anybody, so... No, she's not, and we'll get more into non-warm and fuzzy with people in a little bit, but... um. Yeah, she just didn't really offer him re- any reassurance, but they kind of seem like they're in kind of a side alliance. Like, mm. they're kind of a team, but not really. Yeah. So, well, I guess we'll have to see more about what, I mean, just if it came down to it, I think she's most loyal to her slick six alliance. But I do think if she had the opportunity without making her alliance mad, I do think she would save David. Mm. Um, if it came down to it. Yeah. So, and then of course we see, um, Enzo and Ian talking in the HOH room and Ian says, Oh, you know, he said in his speech that he wanted people to come talk game with him. And I haven't really talked a lot of game with him, but then Enzo, you know, in the diary room is like, it's really funny that now I'm in power and he's trying to like, Talk game mm-hmm. with me. And I I mean, obviously, Ian took it like way too literally. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I got to give him credit for at least trying, you know. Well, I think he would have been fine talking game, but he pushed it he t- did. too far. He, you know, he tried to ask who he's going to put up as a replacement. And if he would have just put out that little bit of, you know, feelers, you know, just kind of a little bit of conversation and left it at that more casual yes i I think it would have been a better move yeah because that's what turned enzo off is you know he's over here trying to ask who i'm gonna put up and i'm not trying to show him those cards like i don't know him like that yet yeah but ian's just kind of an awkward dude Mm -hmm. so i mean obviously a great player but yeah of course he's not gonna show his cards to him but can't blame him for trying either and then Cody and Enzo are talking about if Kayser comes down and he gets the power of veto, um, they kick around the idea of actually putting Ian on the block because it's just mm-hmm. like you're next to Kevin. Who's going to be the next target? Yeah. You know, when that happens. So then we're like, ooh, well, that might be interesting. But then cut to the next scene. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we see Memphis. Sitting uh-huh. in, you know, like like the nomination chairs or whatever. And he's got this corny little thing called Mornings with Memphis, mm-hmm. where basically he's the only guest on the show. I'm sure it's just out of boredom yeah. more than anything. And uh, he says, guess what the headlines are is the name of their game where they just try to assume what's happening you know, in the real world. I think that the producers are trying to make Memphis more likable, hmm. more lovable, because, I mean, I really don't think people like him. Well, I don't, yeah, I think that, I think he turned a lot of people off for sure with how he acted when he was, had a household. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be really interested to know how much they really try to manipulate how they're perceived. At like the producers and stuff. It'd be really an interesting behind the scenes thing to know about a well, show. Well, they're like giving this. him a little bit of airtime, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't know if it's because, you know, they slowly start dwindling people off the show and they've got less 
stuff to work with and they've got to like make up for it. I know we're not that far into where there's, you know, only a few people gone so far, but, but that's what makes me think they're trying. Yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, he's probably doing it on his own, but they Mm. didn't have to show that. Like that could have just been for the live feeders. But I mean, I don't know the fact that they, I mean, it was probably what, like a three minute clip clip or something. Mm. It wasn't super duper long. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty quick. I think that just overall, a lot of people were like, I don't like Memphis. I don't like his gameplay. And they're mm. just trying to make him a little more likable. But yeah. to me, like, it didn't really change my mind about him because I feel like, you know, okay, yeah, he might be this chill, laid back dude, whatever, a little quirky with his mm-hmm. silly morning show. But I mean, I can't forget what he did and I won't yeah. forget what he did. And I'm not. I'm still not a fan. I don't like mm-hmm. him any more than I did yeah. before this episode when I saw his little mornings with Memphis. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that warms some people up to him. But I don't know. Maybe people think I'm a hater for saying this. But eh. Mm-hmm. Memphis can come or go. I really don't care. Yeah. I think what sucks about it is that, like like always with this show, it when, when it would have been more drama and more interesting to get rid of him like right after he did all that stuff Mm -hmm. when it's like fresh and everybody's frustrated and whatnot yeah it just kind of fizzles and then you know he's in the background for three weeks or whatever uh and it just turns into kind of a big nothing burger yeah i think that's part of it too is one thing that i thought was interesting that i haven't even brought up yet which i probably should have done at the very beginning Basically, everybody who was aligned with Janelle in any way, shape, or mm. form, you're talking Keisha, you're talking Nicole, yeah. you're talking... Um, Kaser. Kaser. So, Keisha and Nicole are the only ones evicted so far, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Are we crazy? Are we crazy, guys? We don't know. Um, uh, no, I think that's correct. Janelle. Yes. And of course, Janelle, obviously. Duh. duh. (laughs) Excuse us. We had a moment. Yeah, we did. Okay. But yeah, like literally everybody who's been aligned with Janelle. Yeah. Really. And Janelle has gone. And of course, Kaser's on the way out the door, too, because it really has kind of boiled down to a numbers game. Mm -hmm. And they are the other side of the house or the other sides of the house are doing a really good job just kicking those peeps to the curb Mm -hmm. so that was an interesting observation i can't remember who brought it up but i was like oh i'm like that really is yeah an interesting observation Mm -hmm. so of course let's get back into um talking about um basically enzo cody and tyler are shaken Mm -hmm. up Mm mm-hmm because, um, well, sorry. Okay. It's the veto. So everybody gets picked for the veto and Enzo chooses Tyler mm-hmm. out of the little Bucket. doohickey. Yeah. And then Kaser chooses Bailey mm-hmm. and then Kevin chooses David, who he had previously talked to about well, he got, playing for him. He got player's choice, right? Yeah, he, he got house guest choice, but yeah. he had asked David previously, right. hey, will you play <clears throat> w- for me if it mm-hmm. comes up? And David yeah. said, yeah, because poor Kevin, he doesn't really have anybody else. Yeah. So 
David said, yeah, sure. That sounds good. Like, I'll play for you. Yeah. So and then, of course, like I said, I think the producers are trying to make Memphis a little more likable. So they Mm -hmm. have him host the veto competition. Mm -hmm. And he was animated and he was silly and he was this, you know, character or whatever. Yeah. And the veto this week was the puppet master. Mm hmm basically where all the house guests are on these strings and the puppet master is you know pulling them every which way and just kind of you know making them do whatever the puppet master wants Mm -hmm. and danny makes a comment talking about she's the puppet master and (laughs) that was a very hard eye roll for me Uh i'm really and again if you listen to our very first episodes i wanted danny to go far but the way she's been playing her game Mm -hmm. It's rubbing me the wrong way now. And I really like if she goes home tomorrow. I mean, obviously she won't. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Oops. Um, If she goes home very soon, soon, then I'm not going to cry about it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, of course, we see all of them get pulled up on the strings and then they're squirted with. You know, the mm-hmm. typical big brother like goop, goop. <laughs> and oh, poor Kaser. Just in the very beginning, he looked like he was struggling. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> even when they when they pulled those strings up, I mean, he was shaking from the second yeah. he got up there. And poor Kaser. Of course, that poor guy is the first one to fall mm-hmm. when he when literally he's the one who needs it more than anybody. Yeah. So 12 minutes and 29 seconds into the veto competition he drops and Mm -hmm. of course we're sad yeah so okay then it goes on a little more and the next person to fall is enzo which was Mm. a little surprising for me yeah it was to see him fall but okay he's he's out Mm -hmm. of the competition and then, of course, you know, now we're holding on, holding on, holding on for a little bit more. And so we've got Tyler, Bailey, uh, Kevin, and David left. Mm-hmm. And Tyler drops at a little after 27 minutes. And <clears throat> my prediction when we sat down, I was like, Tyler's going to win. Yeah. Once I saw that he was picked for the veto, mm-hmm. I was like, I bet he'll win. But Davon said something along the lines of, you know, oh, you have to be a little flexible to play this game. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, I guess makes sense. Mm. So, um, so they might not be the most flexible guys in the world. So yeah. they might be strong, but just yeah, not, that was not yeah. a good advantage for not them. Not very bendy. <laughs> not very bendy. So then, you know, now we've got David and Bailey and Kevin still hanging on. And Bailey loses um, one of her strings. Yeah. And she's trying to get it back, and she falls down trying mm-hmm. to get her her um, yeah her grip. Yeah, her grip. And so she falls at about thirty three minutes. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, then we're like, okay, well, this is good because yeah. Kevin specifically went to David and was like, hey, will you play for me? This, mm-hmm. that, and the other. But he doesn't trust him since this is kind of like a newfound thing. Yeah. Like Kevin doesn't trust him enough to just give up, you know, his thing, his his safety. So the two of them are holding on and Kevin's trying to convince David that he can drop. But David feels like he's got something to prove and that he can be an important, you know, asset to a, a group of allies, this, that and the other. 
Mm-hmm. And so they're both holding on for quite a bit longer until da 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 David falls. <laughs> and they say, Congratulations, Kevin. And man, I gotta give it to Kev. Yeah. I was very proud of Kevin mm-hmm. because I mean he hung on, he stuck it out, he wanted it, and he got it. Yeah. And I'm proud I'm glad that he got the power of veto because this is the first competition he's won so far. Yeah, it and, was too. And he wasn't, you know, obviously he was not the target for the week. Nobody mm. would have entertained, you know, yeah. getting yeah. him out had he been removed from the block. But uh-huh. I was very happy for Kevin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, even if you don't like Kevin as a player, I think everybody likes to see an underdog well, win. Yeah. I mean, I've said before, like, it's just I don't like it when players try to creep by and they don't ever actually like def- protect themselves if they're yeah. trying to like get everybody else. I mean, it's understandable he would try to get David or somebody to, you know, also agree to take him down. But if you can win it for yourself, then uh, I think that shows a lot more determination. And that's kind of what I want to see. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I, I have to just say that I'm sure there's no super duper hard feelings um, between Kevin and David. But the fact that Kev or the fact that David just didn't kind of let him let him have it. Mm, yeah, that was a little like disappointing because I'm like, man, like David, you you have maybe day day geez you maybe have bailey and davon mm-hmm. but other than that like you've kind of cut the cord with the other people so kevin if you want numbers and people on your side kevin would have been a good person to basically just hand the power of veto over to yeah instead of just hanging on and trying to mm-hmm. like there was no reason for david to win it well, David's back was not against the wall. I think he's trying to prove to to Bailey and Davon that he is worth like having in their group. I think mm. he's still trying to kind of like be with them or like, maybe rebuild what he had with Tyler well, and yeah, Cody. Yeah, kind of that too. I don't think he's ever going to rebuild that trust with them. Well, honestly, he doesn't know that. I know he doesn't know it. I mean, and even if he thinks that that's not true he might feel like well at least i can try but i feel like he i I think he just wanted to show and maybe not just those four i think he wants to kind of prove to everybody that he can win and if they let him you know if they become allies in some way he's going to have something to offer um so i can kind of understand why he was doing that but i agree with you i think he should have been just graceful about it and been like you know here you go kevin and just made a made a show out of it that he's dropping for him that way kevin would for sure see that he could trust him exactly yeah and again i mean would i rather have cody and tyler as an ally or have you know kevin as an ally i think literally everybody watching Mm. this would rather have cody and tyler on their side yeah but they're not coming back around to him so i don't know I, I don't think there's any bad blood or whatever, but I promise you Kevin's going to remember that later yeah. down the road if they all survive together. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's get back to it. So now, um, Kaser is trying to look at it positively that Kevin wins the power of veto because he knows now it's going to force Enzo to name a replacement nominee. Mm-hmm. And he's hoping that you know, okay, well, you, he this might be a good opportunity for Enzo to get somebody 
yeah. really big and really bad and really dangerous out. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we see that... I don't remember who Ian was talking on the couch with. Oh, you know what? I think it was actually Kaser. Yeah, it was Kaser. And Ian says that he is very well aware that he could be the next person mm-hmm. hopping up on the block. Yeah. And then we see Enzo and Cody talking about putting Ian up mm-hmm. on the block in the HOH room. And Nicole is just kind of nodding along, even yeah. though she kind of has a little side alliance with Ian herself, but she doesn't want them to know that. Mm-hmm. And so they're putting around that idea. And then we see Christmas in the HOH room with Enzo, and she mm. basically offers herself on a silver platter to him yeah. and says, hey, I'm basically willing to go up as a pawn. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I, I don't know, because sometimes pawns go home and I don't want to lose you because they just yeah. got cool. They just got, you know, she's a little, you know, side alliance for him on top of the Slick Six. So he doesn't want to lose her either. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, I just got to think about that. And then Danny, Davon, and Bailey are talking in the have-not room. And they say, okay, well, we need to have a meeting with the Slick Six to talk about, you know who we think should go up next. And Danny goes into the HOH room where Tyler and Nicole are and accidentally spills that Bailey and Davon want to have a meeting right in front of Nicole, who is mm-hmm. not a slick six. Yeah. And of course now Tyler's having to awkwardly <laughs> like cover yeah. for what's going on because he doesn't need Nicole knowing that he's like into like giant alliances. So I mean, she, I, Nicole's not dumb. I'm sure she knows something else was happening, mm-hmm. but it was a really stupid move. And it's hilarious because remember the whole puppet master comment when she's yeah. like, oh, if anybody's pulling, you know, strings in this house, it's me. I'm like, girl, shut up. Like, you're not <laughs> doing anything. You suck. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> you like suck. you're, yeah, you're just like, you are in such a cushy position yeah. right now, like in uh-huh. two like giant alliances, but yeah. The minute they find out about you, they're going to turn they're going to turn on her. Mm-hmm. So, um of course Tyler is like, um Enzo, we need to talk about Danny mm-hmm. and how she came into the HOH room and is basically like blowing the cover for this other alliance. Mm-hmm. We need to think about putting her up since Kevin is coming down. Yeah. So, basically then Enzo's putting around the idea of he can put up Ian he can put up Christmas or he can put up Danny. Yep. So then the veto meeting happens mm-hmm. and lo and behold, Kevin decides he is going to take himself off the block, which he very well deserved. And again, kudos to Kev. Mm-hmm. So Enzo decides that he is going to name Christmas as the replacement nominee. And of course, we were both so bummed by that decision because... It's just like, I understand like playing a safe game, especially so early on, but he could have taken that really as an opportunity, Mr. Meow Meow, to put people Mm -hmm. up and to actually shake things up Yep. and to actually, you know, do some damage. Yeah. And I understand like he's got, you know, he's got some numbers on his side and Danny is technically in his slick six alliance. 
So he probably doesn't want to destroy that immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I hate to say it, but if somebody comes to you and basically offers themselves on a silver platter the way Christmas did, it's hard to turn that down. Yeah, I get it, but I'm always just bummed when they don't make exciting moves. I know, because it just makes better TV when they they actually shake the house up and they don't just talk about shaking the house Mm -hmm. up. I would have loved to see Danny go yeah. up. Plus, yeah, I'm really starting to dislike her. She just looks like she's salty and shady and mm-hmm. she thinks she's the puppet master. Oh, and I know. Stuff. So I'm kind of bummed that he didn't actually take that opportunity because I've really, really turned around on Enzo. He was not one of my favorites starting out, but now he's quickly becoming like behind Tyler. He's for sure my favorite. And yeah, I, re- I really like Cody too, but you know, he's kind of been in the background for a while. So, mm-hmm. but I, I really do, man, if he would have, if he would have actually like put her up, put Danny up, I would have, uh, he might've quickly been my number one. Oh yeah. Uh, to actually make big game moves. Yeah. And I mean, I, like I said before, kind of, I mean, I've even gained a lot more respect for Kevin. He wasn't really one of my favorites either, but I'm, I'm starting to actually like him a lot better too just mm-hmm. you know the way he's uh played and stuff and winning the competition does like a lot for me to to see somebody basically save themselves so uh that's good but yeah i mean of course we never know what's going to happen i mean i think this week is super duper obviously predictable with what's going to happen with Kaser. I can't imagine one because Christmas is in the yeah. original Alliance of Six. I can't think of their name. There's so many like alliances this season. Mm. Um but she's in the original six that they showed. Yeah. So she's got numbers on her side. Um basically and of course now she's got Enzo looking out for her too and he's not part of that original six alliance yeah so she's got the numbers on the on her side to stay even if um even if they weren't all gunning for Kaser. right i mean i just can't imagine that well yeah and i think i think bailey and and devon are gonna vote to keep her because she's a female so she would mm-hmm. she would have that even so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine at this point in the game that they're gonna decide yeah. to boot Christmas over Kaser and again it's hard because I think there's just something very like I I just I really liked Kaser ever since day one mm-hmm. I think he's very um positive mm-hmm. even when you know like he just you don't really see him in a down state. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's always, he always puts in, you know, effort to, you know, stay in or make moves or whatever. And even though he can't really secure a win in basically any competition he's been in, I mean, he does have the heart that goes with it. He's Mm -hmm. got the good opportunity. He's really trying with the social game to get people in his corner. But of course, like we've all seen, nobody's taking the bait. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of the last person in the Janelle Alliance that's going to be booted. Yeah. So, sorry, Kaser. I really, I'm really sad, but that's just the way Big Brother goes. Somebody's got to go on Thursday. And yeah. 
looks like he's going to be the one getting the boot. Yeah, I would I would definitely be surprised if he somehow miraculously stayed. So mm-hmm. it does suck, but um yeah, it is what it is. He didn't save himself, so that's what happens. I know. Well, again, join us um tomorrow, tomorrow night when we see who goes home, even though we all know already <laughs> yep. who's it, who it's going to be. So, But, of course, we can dish all the details and talk about everything else. Yeah. So, I guess tomorrow is another head, head of, of household, household, right? Yes. Who um, would you like to see win head of household? Oh, man. Um, oh, I know who I'd like to see. I would like to see one of the underdogs for sure. I would like Kevin or Ian, I think, would be a nice... Had a household switch up. Um, man, I can't even think of anybody else. That's kind of, that's exact. Well, I wasn't thinking Kevin, but I do think it would be fun to see Ian mm-hmm. have the power because, again, he's just kind of socially awkward and he doesn't really. The only thing about Ian, there's no way he'd send Nicole out the door, and I'm not a huge fan mm. of Nicole. Um, yeah. But again, he. He knows that there are big targets in the house and he's got to get some people out the door. So I would really like to see Ian win head of household tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Tyler, I really don't want Tyler or Cody or, you know, Memphis, any of the people that have already kind of done it and been in power. I'd really like to see some kind of shit. I mean, I don't, I'm not even a huge fan of her. I would even like to see Danny or Bailey or, Devon, you know, like anybody that's going to kind of switch it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I just feel like it's been, or Christmas would be amazing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see though. Yeah, we will see. And again, we can talk all about that tomorrow, but these are our predictions and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye.